Then you will truly be successful. Turn the page. And we know all things work together for the good. Gotta work together. The good. Gotta work together. Oh. And we know all things work together for the good. Gotta work together. The good to those who love God. He has a word on your lips. To those who are called. For the good, the good, and we know all things work together for the good, the good to those who love God, to those who are called according to His purpose. It is day 50 of our 90-day challenge, and we are in the book of Habakkuk. Habakkuk 1, verse 1. The burden which Habakkuk the prophet did see. O Lord, how long shall I cry, and thou wilt not hear? Even cry out unto thee of violence, and thou wilt not save. Why dost thou show me iniquity, and cause me to behold grievance? For spoiling and violence are before me, and there are that raise up strife and contention. Therefore the law is slacked, and judgment doth never go forth. For the wicked doth compass about the righteous. Therefore wrong judgment proceedeth. Behold ye among the heathen in regard, and wonder marvelously, for I will work a work in your days, which ye will not believe, though it be told you. For lo, I raise up the Chaldeans, that bitter and hasty nation, which shall march through the breadth of the land to possess the dwelling places that are not theirs. They are terrible and dreadful. Their judgment and their dignity shall proceed of themselves. Their horses also are swifter than the leopards and are more fierce than the evening wolves. And their horsemen shall spread themselves and their horsemen shall come from afar. They shall fly as the eagle that hasteth to eat. They shall come all for violence, their faces shall sup up the east wind, and they shall gather the captivity as the sand. And they shall scoff at the kings, and the princes shall be a scorn unto them. They shall deride every stronghold, for they shall heap dust and take it. Then shall his mind change, and he shall pass over, and offend, imputing this his power unto his God. Are thou not from everlasting, O Lord my God? Mine holy one, we shall not die. O Lord, thou hast ordained them for judgment. And O mighty God, thou hast established them for correction. Thou art of purer eyes than to behold evil and canst not look on iniquity. Wherefore lookest thou upon them that deal treacherously and holdest thy tongue when the wicked devoureth the man that is more righteous than he and makest men as the fishes of the sea, as the creeping things that have no ruler over them. They take up all of them with the angle. They catch them in their net and gather them in their drag. Therefore, they rejoice and are glad. Therefore, they sacrifice unto their net and burn incense unto their drag, because by them their portion is fat and their meat plenteous. Shall they, therefore, empty their net and not spare continually to slay the nations? And that ends our reading for today. 
This is dedicated to visionaries. I must pause from our regularly scheduled program to encourage someone. Why? Because the vision you have is an answer to a problem. I believe, visionary, that your gift is making room for you, even though it's not happening as quickly as you want it to. I know you have a strategic plan. I know that your finances may not be where you want them to be. I also know you are trying to figure out where you should spend your energy and time. Should you fundraise? Should you hire a marketing manager or a PR person? Should you go back to school and learn how to do it all yourself? You're stuck between knowing the greatness within you and waiting for the world to catch up. And my word of encouragement to you today is keep building. We talked about it before, but I feel like God wants me to repeat it here. If you build it, God will bring them. Recall the story of Noah in Genesis. Noah was told to build something out of time, an ark, for something that had not happened yet in his lifetime, rain. Whenever God gives you big vision, it often comes to you out of season. Still, God says build. Remember, Noah focused on building and trusted God to bring two of every animal into the ark. Noah didn't run around chasing the cats and dogs. He didn't put up flyers around town calling all the eagles to come and be saved. God brought them after Noah built it. So visionary, hear me loud and hear me clearly. Every time God gives us a vision in the world, it is an answer to a problem. Our heavenly vision is an answer to an earthly problem. So in order to do vision, you must be willing to accept and assess the problem. Why would God give you a vision to eradicate homelessness if you never saw a homeless person? Why would God give you a vision to help dysfunctional families if your family was so picture perfect? Sometimes God introduces us to a problem by allowing us to embody it. Other times, God makes us a resource to help someone else out of it. But vision begins with the problem. Habakkuk was so upset with God because it seemed like God was not intervening. There was injustice, oppression and violence. And God was seemingly chilling with the seraphim and ignoring the needs of his people. Habakkuk was frustrated. This lesson isn't very pretty, but it's true. Very often, vision is birthed out of the canal of revelation or frustration. Revelation happens when you wake up to the aha moments of life and you exclaim, oh my God, I know what I'm supposed to do, who I'm supposed to be. Frustration is when you wake up and want to quit your job because it is no longer bringing you joy. Frustration happens when you have no other options, no other resources, and when you try to get things implemented and you've hit a wall. Today, God says, embrace both. Embrace the revelation and embrace the frustration. There is something in the land that's missing. Your vision is filling the earth with that missing link. And when you don't do what God put you in the earth for, an abscess remains in the land. You ever tried to eat food with an abscess? You ever neglected going to the dentist and then having food stuck in a certain part of your teeth that annoys you and ultimately creates a bigger problem later? For some, God will speak to you the same way he spoke to Habakkuk. For others of us, God will speak through a billboard, a movie or a friend. So your sensitivity to his voice must be high in this season. 
When we get to chapter two of this powerful book, Habakkuk is frustrated. God speaks to Habakkuk and says, write it down. Visionaries must write down vision because true vision will always outlive you. Anything God has put you on earth to do is because you are called to start it for the next generation or complete it from a previous generation. You are not the be all and in all of God's greatest idea. You are one piece of a larger puzzle. When you write something down, you can pass it from generation to generation, but don't forget to make it plain. For what good would it be if I walk into my class teaching first and second graders using words they don't understand? Imagine me <laughs> walking into my daughter's class saying the eschatological musings of diversification often abound in the subportals of the eschaton. Nevertheless, our colloquialisms become vernacular expressions of enigmatic language when we cease to interrogate the text. Listen, friends, don't spend time painting poetic parables. Make it plain. God is relying on you to complete the vision that he started in you a long time ago. Make it plain. God is enlarging vision inside of you and causing you to see it so that you can say it, then do it. Make it plain. In order to get to the level of vision that God is calling you to, you've got to complete the thing God said first. God is trusting you with a God idea. A God idea is a notion from heaven that's so big that you don't even want to tell people what it is. And God is saying to someone reading this, the appointed time is now. God has a timeline attached to the vision. If you don't write it, they can't read it. And if they can't read it, then others can't run. I believe vision is a heavenly download from God that gives you what you need, but it comes to you already complete. The challenge is to move from conception to completion. You need God to help you move. You cannot do this on your own. You need community to help you give birth to it. You can't receive a vision and deliver that vision without some help. The goal of vision should never be money. I'll say it again. The goal of vision should never be money. The goal of vision should be transformation. God will bless your vision when it's not about you. The goal must be about souls. Most times when it comes to vision, you are overqualified in some areas and underqualified in others. So the thing you need in order to carry out vision, you don't have. But God will often gift you in other areas so that you can produce what you didn't even know you needed. Sometimes God has to blind our sight in order to enlarge our vision. Sometimes we are so stuck on what we see that we can't even imagine what God is saying. Vision is a heavenly download. Sight is an earthly overload. The more that you see, the more overloaded you will become. And the more overloaded you are, the more you won't want to do vision. Walk by faith, not by sight. Ask God to blind you spiritually so he can guide you intentionally. Journey all the way back to the days of Joshua. Joshua didn't use the same leaders Moses used when he stepped into leadership. Instead, according to Joshua 4 and 4, he picked and appointed 12 new men, one from each tribe, and those became his core team. As I read those verses in relationship to vision, I wonder how many of us are trying to do vision like Joshua with Moses' team. 
I wonder if God is trying to challenge us to see the importance of selecting a team that has your heart without trying to force people to do what they were used to doing in another administration. If you think about it, when a new president takes office, he or she selects his or her cabinet and they become the team. How hard would it be to use an old team for a new vision? Yet many of us spend so much time exhausting ourselves with the task of breathing new life into people who don't see the promise the way God showed it to you. Visionaries, entrepreneurs, worshipers, and everything in between, pray for God to send you a new team. Your new team will match the vision God gave you. Pray for God to give new vision to the same people. Sometimes everybody just needs to have a vision adjustment. Readers and runners are connected to your writing, so write it. Preach it, record it, study it, do it. But whatever you do, make a determination today that your vision will not wither. It's day 50 of our 90 day challenge. You know what I'm doing? I'm cleaning my lenses. Because ever so often, as you teach, dust is collected in a room and it fogs up your ability to see clearly. And when I read Habakkuk, the first chapter, I remember that a prophet is a seer first. The Bible says in the first chapter of the first verse in Habakkuk, the burden which Habakkuk the prophet did see. What burden do you see that your purpose must fix? God did not just cleanse your lenses so that you could have 2020 sight. He cleansed your lenses so that you could have 2021 impact, 2022 impact, 2035 impact. So today, what is the burden? What do you see? Before God says it, first assess what you see. I declare over every listener today that it is your winning season. The enemy came up against your home. The enemy came up against your children. The enemy came up against your name. The enemy came up against your character. But you will win You will win The enemy came up against my health But I'm a stroke survivor The enemy came up against my finances The enemy came up against my vision the enemy came up against my business. You will win. Winning is who you are. <laughs> you will win. Because you're not on the losing side. You're on the winning side. Counselor, the 
favorite part, y'all. It's my winning season. It's my winning season.